feel like all issues come finally to peace. All art, religion, and politics are waiting to be rediscovered within a notion of peace. How can I spare you? How can we walk by each other from opposite ends of a long hallway without ripping each other to shreds? How can I come into your city and you into mine? The earth is in flames with every major religious tradition hijacked by its right wing. There is, there is an unprecedented absence of leadership right now. The language of peace isn't even making it to the History Channel. There's a kind of hush over the world. situation in Donbass is becoming critical and today I'm addressing you directly not only to talk about what's happening but also to inform you about the decisions we're making about possible steps in this regard. Once again I would like to underscore that Ukraine is not just a neighbor, neighboring country to us, it is an inherent part of our own history, culture, spiritual space. They are our comrades 
relatives, not only colleagues, friends, but also our family, people we have blood and family ties with. Since ancient times, people from ancient southwestern Russian lands were called themselves, were calling themselves Russians and Orthodox. That was happening until 17th century when part of these territories rejoined the Russian Empire, the Russian state. When you're interrupted by a Russian grizzly bear, what you want to do is bring on the Ukrainian dancing. Welcome to Ruth Riot Radio. I'm Reverend Billy. Let's call it what it is today. It's a war. Today's war, today's modern war, the extraction of life to make money. The victims of today's modern war are everywhere on the planet, you and me and everybody. A scale of violence we've never seen. The great extinction happens every 100 million years. That's war. Why is that war? Because it's being done on purpose. So let's say what it is. Name it with its name. War. War against all of us. War against life. Call it what it is. War. Don't call it climate change or natural disasters or one of those news phrases. Call it what it is. It's a war. Exxon Chase, BlackRock, Vanguard, UBS, British Petroleum. They all knew. They knew they could make a secret war. They knew that they could call it whatever they wanted to, and that we would buy that for 40, 50, 60 years. We wouldn't know it when we saw it. We wouldn't na name it with the right name. We would blame the natural world or some mysterious cycle of... Uh. And now we have this imitation World War II. The tanks and the infantry. Exxon and Chase must be so relieved. Now we won't call it what it is. Now the far greater violence will be missed completely. Russia and the U.S. are both petro-states at war, both of them, with you and me, with us, with life. Extraction of life for money. Extraction of life for money. Call it what it is. War. War. The big dirty secret, the everywhere war. Call it what it is. That is war. And if we call it what it is, 
That is the beginning of peace. Hello, welcome to News from the Natural World. I'm Savitri D. Perfluoroalkyl and polyfluoroalkyl substances, or PFAs, also known as forever chemicals, are substances that make up plastic and never degrade. They've been linked to numerous health conditions. They contaminate the delicate balance of gut microbiomes, they cause obesity, asthma, and other lung diseases, and now they're in our bloodstream where they're difficult to remove. PFAs are ubiquitous. They're used in a variety of nonstick utensils, water-resistant materials, and others due to their heat and water resistance. And there is currently no place on Earth uncontaminated by PFAs, though some populations stand to be at risk from contamination more than others. A landmark trial has now found that donating blood and plasma regularly can cleanse the bloodstream of PFAs. The study was conducted on firefighters who typically have very high concentrations of forever chemicals in their bodies. Despite a long list of challenges for the renewable energy industry spawned by the pandemic, including supply chain problems, spikes in material prices, and delays in construction, the world added a record 295 gigawatts of new renewable power capacity in 2021. China added nearly half of the world's new capacity, with the European Union as the second largest market. There's still a very long way to go before the world hits 100% renewable electricity. Only 28% of electricity is renewable so far. And a new report warns that growth may plateau in 2023 and less policy changes. Record high April temperatures over Pakistan melted glaciers faster than normal, triggering a flash flood in a village in the northern region of the country that wiped out part of a key bridge and damaged homes and buildings. Glacial floods pose an increasing hazard in Pakistan's northern mountainous regions as global temperatures rise. As mountain glaciers rapidly melt, more than 3,000 glacial lakes have developed in the highly glaciated northern areas of Gilgit-Baltistan and Khyber Pakhtunkhwa. At least 33 of those lakes are prone to hazardous flooding. It was Pakistan's hottest April on record since 1961, intensified by human-caused climate change. Over the past month, heat waves have baked the Indian subcontinent. A report quietly released by the Great Barrier Reef Marine Park Authority has revealed that 91% of individual reefs in one of the great wonders of the world were affected by bleaching last summer. Although the proportion is lower at the organism level and some of them will recover, the report is shocking because this should have been a year for regrowth, not further setbacks. This is the first time mass bleaching has occurred during a La Nina weather event, proving that no year is safe. This is the sixth known mass bleaching event, all in the last 25 years and the fourth since 2016. As rising seas increase saltwater intrusion and soaring temperatures cause greater evaporation, scientists say that the mounting levels of salt in waters and in soils pose a major climate-related danger and could become a leading cause of climate migration globally. There is a surge in saltiness across all inhabited continents today. Climate change is far from the only cause. Deltas are left wide open to incursions of seawater by dams upstream, by pumps that remove fresh water from underground for faucets and irrigation, and by sand mines that lower riverbeds. And in dry regions, irrigation systems delivering water to crops bring salt onto fields, which is left behind in soils as the crops absorb the water. 
And climate change will drive salt scourges far from the ocean too, especially in arid regions where climate scientists warn that higher temperatures will result in much faster rates of evaporation. This will combine with longer dry seasons and more pervasive droughts to desiccate continental interiors, raising the current trace levels of naturally occurring salt to concentrations where crops will die and freshwater ecosystems will collapse. China's largest electric vehicle maker is being investigated by authorities after its factory was accused of emitting pollution that caused nosebleeds in more than 700 children who live close to the production plant of the automaker BYD in the central Chinese city of Changsha. According to the results of an anonymous survey conducted by residents in the Yuhua district, the survey found that over 100 children who lived in the vicinity of the factory experienced multiple nosebleeds a day, and 90% of them were under the age of 12. The world has a 50-50 chance of temporarily breaching 1.5 degrees of warming in the next five years, according to a new report. Data from the World Meteorological Organization, WMO, and the UK Met Office found the outcome is as likely as not. As part of the landmark 2015 Paris Agreement, governments agreed to try to limit warming to 1.5 degrees, with an absolute cap of 2 degrees. The 1.5 degree figure is not some random statistic, said WMO Secretary General Pateri Talas. It is rather an indicator of the point at which climate impacts will become increasingly harmful for people and indeed the entire planet. Around the world, many of the largest energy companies are expected to sell off more than $100 billion of oil fields and other polluting assets in an effort to cut their emissions and make progress toward their corporate climate goals. However, they frequently sell to buyers that disclose little about their operations, have made few or no pledges to combat climate change, and are committed to ramping up fossil fuel production. New research to be released Tuesday showed that of 3,000 oil and gas deals made between 2017 and 2021, more than twice as many involved assets moving from operators with net zero commitments to those that didn't. Then is true of the reverse. That is raising concerns that the assets will continue to pollute, perhaps even at a greater rate, but away from the public eye. A tropical spider, Trichalia extensa, uses a film of air to hide underwater from predators for as long as 30 minutes. Lindsay Swirk, a research professor of biological science, observed a large tropical spider fleeing from humans and hiding underwater. This species was not previously known to use water to escape. Swirk has previously observed a Costa Rican lizard species that was able to stay underwater for 16 minutes to hide from predators. And now the sounds of extinction, the vaquita. The vaquita is the world's rarest marine mammal and its smallest cetacean. They are on the edge of extinction. The plight of cetaceans is exemplified by the rapid decline of the vaquita, with only about 10 individuals remaining. The main threat to vaquita are human fishing practices. They are often caught and drowned in gill nets used by illegal fishing operations in marine protected areas within Mexico's Gulf of California. The remaining 10 vaquitas live in the Sea of Cortez and are known to be very shy. Marine biologists have conducted extensive genetic analysis and insist that the population can survive in spite of limited diversity. And here, the sound of the vaquita the world's rarest marine mammal.
And it's time for our interview of the day here on Earth Riot Radio. I'm here with Immo Klink. Now, Immo and I, full disclosure, right, Immo? All right. Go back a bit. We've been in the Space Hijackers. We've been in the East. The, uh, the funeral for the East End in London. And you baptized my baby son with the Church of Stop Chopping. How has that worked out, Emma? Is, 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 it, is it going well? <laughs> You're still meeting up with friends in one of the big shopping malls in London Stratford. But I think he, we still keep consumerism at bay. Well, that's a starting point. That's a starting point. We were just talking about earlier today how consumerism is... It's kind of the ABC of a much larger, a much larger series of purchases and purchases and acquisitions that now you just have to go all the way up to war right now. War is a part of what we think about when we get up in the morning. And all these big toys, these tanks and uh, shoulder strapped missiles and fighter planes are all concentrating now on the frontier of the east of of the Ukraine. So Emmo has been a, a member of the Space Hijackers in in London. Um, and the Church of Stop Shopping and the Space Hijackers definitely worked together on several occasions going back 20 years. So we have a professional life as well, but we have that that through line. You're a commercial photographer on the side. And what am I on the side? I'm a space hijacker on the side. <laughs> maybe maybe only one. Maybe you are what Bert Brecht called a professional revolutionary. They do exist, very few of them. You might be one of them. Well, Savitri and I openly go to probably some of the listeners to this radio show, and we, we ask, can we do this full time? And when we're in court uh, for some action in the lobby of a J.P. Morgan Chase building or a HSBC or a BP, you know, when we're in the court and we're facing the judge, the prosecutor will tell the judge, Your Honor, these are professional, these are professional protesters. They go all over the country, all over the world. People hire them to shout and sing. And, and that prosecutor is undoubtedly, in the United States at least, watches Fox News and is a right-wing person for whom the idea of being a professional protester is like being the devil. Take it as a compliment. He, he lines you up, but the other professionals... Mahatma Gandhi, Martin Luther King, they're all full-time revolutionaries and brought quite some good things about. Uh, what was the name of the famous suffragette? Eleanor Pankhurst or something? Yeah. Yeah, the Malcolm X. I mean, they all, they all got supporters together and, and found a way to pay the rent. Well, I'm, 
I'm here to ask you today about war and peace. Why don't we just say peace and war? War is always going on. Peace is elusive right now in the United States. We don't really have a peace movement. Yeah, war and peace. I, let's start with peace. And I think peace, it's the same thing when you say like this person is at, at peace with himself or with herself. So meaning it, it's kind of, there, there's no like big scars, uns, unsettled, unsolved business that kind of keeps that person out of peace. And I think the same thing can happen to a nation or let's leave national boundaries aside or a culture or a group of people. So me, for example, I'm, I'm German. I live now for 20 years in the UK, so I've also assimilated to other cultures and gathered some understanding. And uh, I would say the Germans have learned a big lesson. They started two wars, had a bit of re-education with the help of the Allied forces and the US. And I think they learned a great deal from it. The whole movement of the 68ers really addressed what did our parents do? Oh, actually, some of them were Nazis. And they really looked back at the history and, and worked through the history and through, through you know, the evils that happened and why did they happen. And that's why I think the Germans in some way are at peace with their history and with themselves. Now, they get even criticism now for being too pacifist and not engaging maybe more in the conflict in Ukraine and in other conflicts. That criticism aside, if you look at other nations, and let's take Britain and let's take America, I would say they are a more, what's the right word, bellious? Bellious? Belligerent. Belligerent <laughs> cultures. They go in, okay, here are our, you know, whatever it is. Here democracy is endangered or our oil reserves. And they go in and engage in a military conflict. The Germans now, since the Second World War, always shied away from that. Um, but I think you also maybe are more likely to do that if you're not at peace with your own culture. And in in the UK, exactly. You know, in the UK, it's it's becoming very clearly. I hope I'm not kind of patronizing, condescending, but right now what we had with the colonial, colonial past of Britain. There was a long story of, uh, yeah, we had an empire, but you know, we, we never did anything really bad. It was just all trade. And now things come out. Now, now uh, statues are taken down of, of uh, slave traffickers. And, uh, and then the anti-vocists come along. It's like, you can't just destroy all our history. Like, where does that leave us? And I said, yeah, where does that leaves you in a better place? If you really address the wrongs that were done under the empire. And there's a whole swathe of very conservative forces who really rally against that, and they do not want to address that. And I think uh, the Americans now probably, um, you know, um, it has begun. I'm a guest, yeah, I don't know everything, but I think there's still things to address that this uh, nation maybe was also you know, formed on the back of a genocide on, on the Native Americans. The water um, and the and wind. Now it has begun. 
Is this some kind of war? The sea won't say a word. The weatherman's aboard. Now it has begun. The storm has finally come. My neighbor's in the street. It rushes like a stream. You're caught in it waist deep. What an energized retreat. You think you can compete. The hero's tragedy. Now it has begun. The storm has finally come. The drowning and the dead, now it has begun. My breath is out of reach. Death makes its final speech. Did this storm come from me? Did this storm come from me? Now I know the truth. The waves break on the roof. Where is my higher ground? It's down there with my town. I'm praying round and round. Am I living to be found? A body in the sound. Running round and round. Now it has begun. The storm has finally come. The sea. And we come to the end now of our Earth Church during this time of invasion, of war. I'd like to thank Shilpa Narayan for th singing The Storm. Imo Klink, our friend from England by way of Germany. Your wise words about, about conflict and peace. I'd like to thank Savitri D, news from the natural world and the sounds of extinction. Thank you again. I'd like to thank our editor, Jason Candler, the Stop Shopping Choir, and the Fiery Eagles of Justice for your music. Schmucks run the world. You know, that's the feeling we get when we look at the screen, when we pick up the paper. What are these people? They're a bunch of schoolyard bullies. But down here in the land of everyday life, our sorrow is real. Our feelings today are for the Ukrainians, the bewildered children, the families on the highway to the border. And we're even mindful of the young Russian soldiers. And here at the Church of Stop Shopping, we believe that the earth is a living being with its own feelings. Here, as this invasion continues, we feel sorrow for all of life. And we wonder, does the earth have sorrow too? We think it does. Nothing's more violent than war for the earth and for us all. The horror of war reawakens in us. We carry it around all the time. A zombie history that cannot die. The earth carries the confusions of human history in its body. The glorious peace 
the happiness and the murders that keep repeating again and again. And so I just wish you the best this week. Give yourself a break, keep breathing, keep singing, earth hallelujah. This is Reverend Billy from Earth Riot Radio, signing off now. Somebody give me an earth hallelujah.